Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 Podcast for August 2nd, 2022 with your hosts, Alpha and Bravo. Bravo, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. And what's even better is it's an exciting day right now. It's primary day in a bunch of states where everything is going to come down to make it or break it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, there's some pretty high stakes going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, We're a little bit late in the day. Um, It's some really exciting stuff going on out there. Let's just hope everything rolls our way. But anyhow, everybody, thank you very much for joining us again for another episode of the Signal 50 Podcast. You can find us on all the basic social media outlets. Uh, We're going to list those in the show notes for you so you can find us, uh, Getter, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, You know, look, there's there's just so much stuff going on. We just got to get down the road with this. Uh, It's it's August. It's the dog days of summer. Everybody's, uh, I'm starting to, I'm starting to go along with you on that Bravo. I'm, I'm starting to, um, the two shower a day routine is getting a bit old. <laughs> Fall sweatshirt weather, please. Thank you. Yeah. Sweatshirt weather. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited for sweatshirt weather now. I, I I've had about enough. It's, it's, it's hot. It's just hot. hot. Damn hot. Anyway, it's damn hot. So let's start off with the quick hits. Like we always tell everyone out there, we do quick hits because we want to bring you stories that the main media, mainstream media or the uh, corporate media, as they like to call it, is not telling us. And we want to start off with a really feel-good story. And it comes from uh, a follower that just joined up on my fo- on my Getter account. Uh, I want to say I want to shout out and a hat tip to at Carol Ryan. That's K A R O. L A N N R Y A N. She brings a, she posted on her list. She not only follows me and I want to say thank you for following us and uh, also put up a story uh, about a Marine that got a chance to get a day pass to come home and see his kid sister uh, get married. Now, the interesting thing is that they're very close and uh, what, what I find really cool is that anytime a Marine or a service person gets to come home and see, uh, be part of the family gives us a little bit of, uh, time to say thank you to the, to the military member, but also understand that they're part of a family and I get teared up by all these things anyway, but let's, uh, I'm just going to play a little bit of this after the embrace. I encourage you to follow uh, the, the notes that we have, follow this link, watch this. It's a really good feel story. Here's a part of it. Last minute worked out. Oh my gosh. I made it. <laughs> Thank you. Can you need a little touching up. <laughs> oh boy. Girls. I can't see a letter. Oh, you weren't supposed to read it. <laughs> it's no longer applicable. So, are you coming to the wedding or how much time oh, I, do you I'm, have? I'm, I'm here. I've uh, I gotta go back tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, that was a little bit of it. We encourage you to go watch it. Uh, it's on uh, our show notes there. It's uh, Marine and her sister. She gets to be part of that wedding, and we thank him for That's his cool. service. So great. That's really cool. Yeah, so. that's really cool. I, I, I've got a giant. I've got a giant soft spot for the Marine Corps. Um, yep. 
really, really neat bunch of people. I've had the uh, honor and privilege of being able to work with them over the years. Um, I spend a lot of time down at Quantico. I do a lot of shooting with uh, with their shooting team down at Quantico, uh, the Marine Corps Exhibition Shooting Team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've worked with some of the just the, your basic Marines down there, some of the embassy security folks down there at the detachment. Uh, really, you know, it, it's really funny, the, the inter-service rivalry with Marine Corps. None of the other services like the Marine Corps until mm-hmm. it's time to like the Marine Corps, you know? Yeah. It's like break glass in case of war. They're like the trunk monkeys you keep over off to the side that just want to break stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody needs them. They're like the truck company guys of the yep. of the military, you know? So they're really awesome. You know, there's a big news story out there. You know, thank you to our Marines out there. Very, very, very much. Semper Fi. Thank you so much for what you do. Amen. Um, yep. Yeah, they're awesome people. Uh, very dedicated. Good, good bunch of guys. Uh, anyhow, I want to move along uh, on, on kind of a similar note. You know, both uh, Bravo and I, um, we pay particularly close attention to anything related to September 11th, 2001. We that that impacted our lives significantly. Mm. Oh yes, it did. Uh, for a lot of reasons, we uh, we lost people that we knew or mm-hmm. we worked with uh, in the Twin Towers um, on September 11th. So any story resulting from that uh, is is pretty important. It's big news to us. Uh, Al Qaeda leader Ayman Al Zawahiri. Mm. He was Bin Laden's right hand man. Uh, he was killed in a missile strike in. Afghanistan hmm. uh, yesterday uh, in Kabul. Wow. So that's good that he's, you know, dead. Thank yep. you. The president made the right call, and, and if he authorized that strike and, and whatever, good call. I can't take that away from you. Thank you very much for removing that piece of filth from the face of the earth. Yep. Um, I hope he rots in hell. Uh, mm-hmm. However... The question is, this guy wasn't hiding in a cave in Afghanistan. He was in Kabul. Right. Right downtown. in downtown Kabul. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they missile struck him on, on the balcony of, of his apartment in downtown Kabul. Uh, after our very, very hasty retreat out of Afghanistan uh, and Biden declaring that al-Qaeda had been destroyed and they weren't operating in Afghanistan, um, I beg to differ. Mm-hmm. Not only are they operating there, they're one of the masterminds of the September 11th attacks, was killed in downtown Kabul, sitting on a balcony out in plain sight. Uh, so that means that the Afghan government knew he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know Whoever's in charge there, ISIS or whoever it is that's in charge there, the, the Taliban, they knew he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and al-Qaeda now has access to $86 billion dollars of our military hardware right uh awesome great great job joe so a lot i I agree i you know whoever made the call he made the call again i don't think he's capable thanks for killing him that's right that's that's put that out there let's let's thank him for that but you mentioned that he's has he was in downtown kabul uh was and he's gone but i have some concerns alpha that there is someone ready to take his place and continue the fight. And there was talk that in two years. There's always somebody ready to take his place. That's what I mean. Someone's going to be coming in, take his place, and there's still a threat. Within two years, we're going to we're gonna rue the day when, of course, 
you know, Biden rips out our um, stance that we had in Afghanistan and all we fought for, and we're going to be dealing with attacks coming onto our shores. So, again, uh, well, all all the money from selling all of that equipment that we left behind on the black market mm-hmm. and to our enemies is going to come in real handy for those folks now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So we just, you know, yet again, uh, the biggest foreign policy debacle and blunder in the history of mankind and in the history of warfare was committed by the Biden administration. Yes. And we're so quickly forgetting that. You know, they, we left Black Hawk helicopters there. Yep. We left Humvees. We left MRAPs. We left comms gear, night vision, uh, 300,000 rifles, machine guns, millions of rounds of ammunition. Mm. We have outfitted a terrorist-like superpower. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great job. And Al-Qaeda is there. What's Al-Qaeda's sworn mission? To kill Americans. And awesome. Westerners. Yep. Awesome. They did a really damn good job the second time, didn't they? Yeah. You were there so, for the first one, too. Yeah, and that's that's our point, everyone. Just keep your head on a swivel. Try to, you know, we'll take the small victories, but there's an overall war going on, and we don't need to lose that either again. No. So, so on, to, on to sadder news uh, mm. yet. Uh, North Carolina shooting leaves three deputies injured and the suspect dead after a nine-hour standoff. Mm. North Carolina deputies shot Monday morning as they attempted to deliver paperwork to the Wayne County Sheriff of North Carolina uh, in Dudley, North Carolina. They were serving in voluntary commitment papers when the suspect opened fire beginning an hours-long standoff about 10.30 in the morning. A um, guy named Jordan Hamilton had been found dead inside the house from an apparent fatal self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, the SWAT team came. They did that. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't from the police that no he the, the person that yeah. was be, trying to be helped uh, and probably when they serve papers like that alpha isn't that because it's a suicidal type patient or a, a threat to Invo- others and himself In, involuntary commitment can mean a number of different things yeah, yeah. They, I mean my experience has been suicidal or you know they're yeah. they're threatening someone else typically some suicidal. kind of mental health issue of right. some kind um, uh, Sergeant Matthew Fishman, critical condition, Corporal Andrew Cox, and Deputy Alexander Ramon Torres, uh, in stable condition. But these uh, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really uh, a bad situation. This is just a reminder that uh, our law enforcement officers out there are really they're really taking their lives in their hands just every single day that they go out there and just do the most. Um, mundane of tasks of mm-hmm. serving papers, whatever. Yeah. So it's important to remember those guys. Yes, it is. And, you know, um, we, we want to, again, quick hits, talk about stories that aren't getting any airplay because they're overwhelmed by, uh, other stories, which we do acknowledge, but we want to talk about a New Mexico firefighter who was killed in a helicopter crash. And he's being honored by the, uh, community. Uh, his compassion was just unmatched. This was uh, Lieutenant King, 44, was killed as well as Bernadillo County Undersheriff. Larry Coran. Larry Coran, uh, 55, Lieutenant Fred Beers, 51, and Deputy Michael Lawson, 30. That was a helicopter yeah. crash. Uh, yeah, they were putting out uh, they're putting out brush fires with a helicopter and, yeah. a, and a Bambi bucket. And and something happened, and 
the chopper went down. Lieutenant King served 11 years with the Bernalillo County uh, Fire Service out there. He was a firefighter paramedic. I mean, this guy was a man's man, mm-hmm. uh, stand-up dude, family man, uh, all-around uh, overachiever in the fire service for his mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. Uh, just everybody looked up to this guy, and uh, he was taken from us too soon. So, Lieutenant King, rest easy, brother. We have the watch. Amen to that. So what else do we have here in the quick hits? Uh, looks like uh, Biden's announcing White House monkeypox response team. Oh, here we go. With three states declaring emergencies, California, Illinois, and New York, to back up Biden's grasp again to try and make something out of nothing. And a bunch of monkey business, I guess. Oh, yeah. 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 This monkeypox thing is really bothering me. It is. It's really bothering me. It's uh, very rarely fatal. Right? Uh, that's a good point. It's it's direct contact, saliva to skin or some broken skin. I don't. Mucosal, it's essentially yeah. a sexually transmitted disease. Let's just cut the crap. I know. I, I I'm there with you, and it's it's seen more amongst the homosexual population than heterosexual. But again, HIV was the same way, and it can cross over. And sure, what, but the. The real question, Alpha, is this. Why are they making such a big deal out of this? Fear. There's an election coming, you know. Oh, so yeah. COVID, they've overstayed their welcome with COVID. Now they're going to yeah. try and... We're moving on to monkeypox now. Uh, it's a bunch of monkey yeah. business. And you know what? I'm going to have to call out the old... Oops. Uh, that was a bad <laughs> cue. Bad on my part. Sorry. We're going to fire the producer. I know. Well, well, anyway, you know, I was going to call the BS flag. Where did it go? <laughs> that's okay. We'll just we'll just say it. You know, th- this whole thing. I was listening to Dr. Mark Siegel this morning, and he said that the um, people that have been inoculated uh, with a smallpox vaccine, generally persons born... Be- uh, there you go. You there it was. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Generally, those, those born before 1970 were vaccinated for smallpox. I think it was 69 was the cutoff year. Yes. 6970, somewhere in there. We missed it uh, by this much. We missed it by a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, not by much, but we missed it. So yeah. generally speaking, people in our age bracket here aren't vaccinated for smallpox. Mm. My understanding is that the federal government maintains like 700 million doses of smallpox vaccine. Mm-hmm. Just in case. And if they wanted to do something meaningful, if they were serious, they would roll this out. Uh, you know, smallpox is a. Nasty. There's a couple places on the face of the earth where there are smallpox. And I know, and I know that some of the labs in Ukraine had smallpox. Mm-hmm. Russia has got smallpox. We have smallpox over at Fort Detrick. That is that is a serious, serious deal. It is. No, smallpox is not to be messed around with. At all. No. I believe that smallpox is like can be like eighty five percent fatal. Yes, it is. And the only way back when it was prevalent, meaning it was around and about, uh, people that were nursemaids who had uh, cowpox had protection against it. That's how people got through it. That's right, milkmaids. Right, but once once we had the smallpox vaccination and we eradicated, we thought well, we eradicated it. It, it was not part of the the normal illnesses that were going on. But here's the thing I have to point out, Alpha, and this is what bothers me. They kept it 
in labs. They kept it viable instead of letting it go extinct. And that's where we're seeing this rare, it's ugly head. Now, whether they make that, that crossover from monkeypox to smallpox, I don't know. Let's just pray that uh, nobody uh, decides that they're going to unleash smallpox on the world. That would be a really bad thing. Or are they going to start mandating a, a smallpox vaccine just to have control over what's coming, which is the election, which we all know the Dems are going to get shellacked in the upcoming election. They keep talking about the red waves, and we we're always cautioning against the fact that the red waves are coming, but we still have to vote, and we still have to be we have to have our heads on swivels. Folks, we got a long way to go. I get it. Yep. Well, you know, this the, you know, uh, Mark Siegel says that the smallpox vaccine is like 85 or 90% effective against uh this version or variant of monkeypox. Mm-hmm. Um so people that have got smallpox vaccinations generally speaking don't have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. Uh and people even without it and you know, unless you're engaging in some risky behavior, um you know, it you, you should be fine. Uh, it's very rarely fatal, like very rarely. Uh, they, they were quick to point that out. Um, see, gee, 0.02% fatal, like something sounds like COVID, right? Mm. Oh, COVID was 0.01% yes. lethal. Yes. So I, I would caution everyone, you have any concerns, contact your, your, you know, your providers, have a little bit of skepticism. You can do the research. Um, but I, I'm not worried about monkeypox. I can tell you that right now. No, that's the last worry that I have. I'm much more concerned about what's going on in Taiwan with Nancy Pelosi. Ah, uh, yes. So we all know that there was a lot of hellabaloo uh, about yeah. Nancy Pelosi landing in Taiwan. China's uh, media uh, propagandists uh, were yelling how they're going to shoot down her plane or could shoot down her plane. They were having live ex- live fire exercises with the Chinese version of the F thirty five. What else do we know about? Uh, they, they were there's a lot of bluster. There's a lot of a uh, lot yep. of banging chests and everything. But yep. we we want to ask some questions uh, here at the Signal Fifty podcast because we want to get to the hard truth. Why did she go? I'm not sure. Alpha, do you have know. any ideas? I have no idea. No. Uh, here's here's no. some here's some speculations. Let's just put this out there. This is from myself, and uh, you can shoot me down here with a big buzzer of BS if you like. There, Alpha. <laughs> I don't have the buzzer. All right, I do, but I'll I'll, I'll put these out there, and uh, everyone out there, if you think I'm full of it, let me know. I think she's trying to save herself. She's trying to separate herself from the Biden administration um, and improve the Dems' chances in the midterms coming up, uh, and also possibly to start World War Three. Take your pick. I, 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 I don't know about that. I think she's over there looking for stock tips for her husband. Ah, I didn't think of that. That's a good yeah. thought. So no, the stock no, tips, you know, they, they haven't had made enough money, and they don't have enough ice cream in their freezer No, right now. No, she's uh, her husband's <laughs> heavily involved in semiconductors and, and shorting stocks and, and, and that kind of thing. So I don't know. Maybe she's looking for stock tips. I did hear you know, that it look, got – it did. well, there's one thing. It did get spun by the, the – corporate media that this shows leadership and this shows the ability to make things better baloney uh-uh, she's trying to make money i think that's a good one i'll take well, the money I, Mickey. I, I don't know i don't know i mean she's over there that's fine i mean it's not unprecedented that the speaker of the house goes over to, to taiwan it, mm-hmm. newt gingrich was the last guy that did it right? okay 
when he was speaker. Fine. I, uh, she's over there reaffirming our commitment to Taiwan and its defense. And then very suddenly today, um, you know, the, 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 the new white house secretary guy, what's his name? The admiral, admiral liar, uh, admiral yes. liar, liar, pants on fire. Right. Kind of filling in for Corinne Jean-Pierre. <laughs> Cause uh, she because can't she, get the story she's straight. So far. Freaking horrible. <laughs> she's just, she's just terrible. She is. She's horrendous. I mean, there's a way that you can lie and at least make it sound good. This one is just, she's like, she's like snotty. Yes. It's terrible. But he's up there. Well, you know, the administration, the United States really doesn't stand behind Taiwan's independence. He, he backtracked on, on, on our commitment to Taiwan today. Yes, he did. That's an important thing to note. That's, that's real leadership right there, isn't it? Well, that's from uh, the, the Naval Admiral. Correct, yes. and uh, yes. that's our military. And are we in? De- are, are we bowing the knee to China? Yes, we are. Yes, I, I'm. I'm afraid that that Joe Biden mm. is heavily compromised by China. I mean, yes. you've got this guy selling, actually physically selling millions of barrels of oil to the Chinese Communist Party out of our tactical reserve mm-hmm. through a company that his son has a stake in in China. Yes. Why are they using our strategic reserves for something that was set for to keep the military running? Why Why is everything that we're doing, this green agenda, it slants so hard to China with their mineral rights and their manufacturing capabilities for batteries. It's We're throwing money at the Chinese. And we're actually throwing our sovereignty to the Chinese also. Correct. Absolutely. I think there. I think I think we just we just figured out the entire scheme. Oh, I think right so. here I on think, the Signal Fifty podcast. Thank I you. think they're they're getting so deeply enriched personally. They're, they're mm-hmm. I I would I really wish that I had access to all the bank accounts in the world and I could figure out where all the money was mm. because I am quite certain that all of these idiots in Washington D.C. are on the take. Yes, they are. They have to be. They have to be. Yes, I agree. What did they do to Joe Manchin? I wonder. Oh. <laughs> That's a good question. That's a nice little dovetail into what did what did they promise him? Well, they uh, on the surface, West Virginia got a couple of goodies. Uh, you know the gives. You know the the the, yep. the piggy bank that they give, or the uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, where they get extra favors or extra money for their for their projects, yeah, their bad plus projects. Ups. But plus ups, yeah. But now they pass another spending bill, which is going to make in, uh, inflation even worse. Right, and inflation being worse means that we're going to go into a deeper recession, possibly depression. Uh, I'm really looking for some mean tweets right now. I really wish he was. God, back. I miss the mean tweets. I do. I really miss the mean tweets. I, well, I wonder what Trump's going to do. I wonder what he's going to do. I don't know. I, I I'm fast. Crystal ball him. broken. No idea. Yes, I am. I am endlessly entertained by Donald Trump. Yes. And true social entertained. Truth. Some people don't. Some people don't like him, and, and some people say he shouldn't run again, and, and all this stuff. At this point, I believe that he has let these people set themselves up so deeply mm. that there's no other choice but to elect him in the landslide. And and I think the last election was probably a landslide too. I think it'll be a little harder to cheat the next time. Well. It- uh, you have to show people. It's just about learning, right? It's about yeah. education. People are not going to pick up on what's going on until they live it. We're all living high gas prices. We're all living high high uh, nine point one percent inflation, right? Which is more like twenty percent now. 
Um, we're all in this. We're all living it. We have to experience it. We have to, we have to feel the burn. Now, I'm not talking Bernie Sanders either, but we were feeling that. And people. That's another useful, useful idiot. Yes. But the problem is that we all need to experience it and uh, enjoy the show, I guess. This is what we're doing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so painful. It is. I, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, some people won't see the light of day until, until they have actually felt it for themselves. I mean, you know, there's some reports coming out of Arizona right now. Um, you know, we're going to get to it a little bit later, but people are showing up at the polls in the Republican primary. Uh, mm-hmm. Democrats are showing up and they're like, well, and they're bringing their uh, ballots over saying, why isn't Kari Lake on my ballot? <laughs> well, closed. because you're a Democrat. <laughs> I want to vote for her. <laughs> well, so you vote for the wackiest person on the Democrat Party and then you vote for Kari Lake in the election. I right. mean, that's that's how this is going to go. But right. anyhow, we'll get to that in a minute. I mean, that's, that's just another ball of yarn. But Right. So let's talk about uh, one of the things that are near and dear to our hearts. Uh, we're we're uh, firefighters. Uh, I'm still active. Alpha's uh, in the retirement zone, but he's still very uh, in, into the entire fire service. We can oh, yeah. swap stories and everything else. But we want to talk about something that's affecting all of us because the mainstream media is very quick. This is a story from France. Please uh, look at it. Look uh, look at the story. You can find it in our show notes right there at the bottom in the in the con- in the uh, comments below. But basically, the France wildfires through, um, were thought to be caused by global warming. And I call it global BS warming, but global yes. warming or climate yes. change because they yes. changed it because the, the actual the planet's cooling off everyone. Uh, but the, the climate change it was actually caused by a volunteer firefighter in France that had uh, the firebug, and we call it you know a pyromaniac and uh, we, or we arsonist actually, or an arsonist. Right now, you and I have experienced this, right, Alpha? We've experienced, actually, oh. I had one in my fire department when I was chief of my department way back when. We had we had one in the neighboring department that I actually helped uh, I helped get him arrested. Right. So why, is that ha- why does that happen? Well, for the 99.9% of the volunteer firefighters and, and career firefighters, there are, we, we acknowledge, we all do the same job. Here in the United States, I can tell you from personal experience, when the, when the bell goes off, you get an adrenaline rush. And to be able to do something, and we, we can share war stories about things that we've got on scene with, and we were able to make stops of the fire, or we helped someone or save the, you know. Same when, job. Same job, okay? But we don't want to do that. We do it because who else is going to do Nobody else it? will. That's correct. And we don't want the, I, I, look, I don't need the thanks. I don't need the, I, I do it because I think it's important. And we give back and it's service. Duty honor country. Those are things very similar to the military. The firefighting service is a paramilitary organization. Swear the same oath. Swear the same oath. Defend the constitution of the United States of America. And that's why we say it in the beginning of the show. But let me, let me, let me emphasize, emphasize this. The, the person that was starting these fires in France, uh, there were fire starters in California. There were fire starters everywhere and they do it because they want to respond and they want to have that feeling all the time. It's a mental disorder, but it also gets people killed. And we are not for that here in the Signal oh, 50 podcast. No. It's, it's discouraging to understand the fact, and it's discouraging that we have them amongst the ranks. And we have to go through background checks before we get on the department. And, you know, there, but the, it, it has happened because of 
low self-esteem. I believe it's because of wanting the glory or wanting to feel good about the attention that one gets from doing this. Look, again, I am not into, I don't want to see anyone's house burn up. I don't want to see anyone get injured. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. I answer the call because I've been fortunate enough to understand how to, how to deal with an emergency, straighten out chaos. So have you. Well, the reason why certain people do it is because not everybody can or will. Right. Somebody has to. If it's not, if it's not you, then it's me. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's not me, then who? Right. Okay. Uh, we had real problems with this in the fire service. Mm-hmm. Um, and arsonists are are horrible. That's why I had such a hard time with the 2020 riots with people burning down cities. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always relate back to the story when we're talking about the violence in the cities of the occupied third precinct of Minneapolis police station that was on fire. They were throwing gasoline bombs in the front door with cops trapped on the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is really upsetting. Mm-hmm. There is no worse a fate than to burn to death. Right. I've been burned in mm-hmm. fires. I'm sure you've gotten a little toasty before, too. It's gotten very hot, yes. Like a bad sunburn, almost. I dove out a window. Mm. A story and a half window. Swan mm-hmm. dive right out the front window, into the bushes, on my back, on my air pack, and the bushes sprang me up, and I landed on my feet. The Russian judge even gave me a 10. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I remember okay. that story you told me. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a bad deal. Yeah. But anyhow, regardless, you know, this climate change nonsense, all these fires, oh, it's because of climate change. No, it's because of arsonists. Right. Or carelessness. Right. Or lightning. Right. Or an electrical <laughs> arc from the wires that are crossing over into the dry lands or the brush right. that's not being cleared by California that purposefully leaves it there so that they have yes. the reason to say that it's climate change. Baloney. Well, it's, the, it's the high plains mountain weasel. We can't well, under... under Clean out the underbrush. Yeah. We're calling the BS flag on this. Yes. Moving on. All right. There Moving you go. On. I found the button. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Look, I want to relay this story. You know, look, there's a lot going on. We talked about Eli, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the couple episodes ago, the, the young man in Indiana that uh, was fortunate enough to be in the right place. Well, the people in the mall were fortunate enough to have this kid in the right place at the right time with the right ability yep. uh, to, to save a lot of lives. Unfortunately, three people died. Uh, permit holder, you know, 22-year-old mm-hmm. kid who's obviously a crack shot. Obviously, a crack shot pulls out his gun, 40 feet away, moving target, moving him, bang, 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 hits him eight out of 10 times, drops the guy, ends the entire engagement. Thankfully, only three people died. And that, been a lot worse. And those, three people, and those three people, we warned their loss and we wish we could have saved them. But Yeah, wish I could have been there, could have helped them. Uh, anyhow, so I want to relate the story. So, so we titled this block, So You Want to Get a Pistol Permit the true disparity of exercising our rights Mm. now. Okay. So this gets a little wonky and it gets a little bit maybe tedious, but we have some international listeners out there and I want to explain to our international listeners that might not be American citizens that are, uh, you know, serving with our military in Guam, Japan, and Germany. 
in the United States, we have a constitution, Second Amendment, the people, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Period. Our Supreme Court, period, full stop. It doesn't say what kind. It doesn't say anything. The Supreme Court has upheld arms, meaning guns in common use. Full stop, period. Shall not be infringed. Uh, Heller decision, uh, Bruin, all those decisions from the Supreme Court say you cannot infringe on people's rights or create undue obstacles to them being able to carry guns outside of their home for any lawful purpose. Mm. Self-defense being one of those lawful purposes. International folks, I, I've talked to a lot of people, foreigners that I talk to about this, they don't understand. Why do you need to carry a gun? It's like, because we do. <laughs> because we're, because Americans. we're Americans. That's what we do. That's our culture. Leave us alone. Right. All right. Oh, we don't need guns in our country. Good for you. Stay there. <laughs> right. Until uh, your government shuts down your ability to farm. I would say that's a reason to have. A yeah. Gun. Or, or they force you to undergo a, uh, you know, they take everything you own because you don't have a vaccine or, 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 right. Right. So the I would say that's a, the, the true purpose of the second amendment is to protect us from the government. That's right. Nobody really wants to talk about that part, but I'm going to talk about that part. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. In the United States, there's 28 States. I believe it's 28 that have what's called constitutional carry. If you're over the age of 18, you're not a prohibited person. You can carry a gun without a permit on or on or about your person for any lawful purpose being self-defense or because you're an American and I want to. That's so it. that means you have it on yourself. You can have it in a holster. You can have it out. You can have it concealed. You can have it on the gun rack. You can wherever. Correct. Okay. You can you can carry a gun without any kind of government encumbrance as long as you're not a prohibited person. And prohibited people, you know who you are. Once you shouldn't have, have have you been to court and been adjudicated mentally defective? Are you a drug addict? Are you, you know, uh, have you ever been convicted of a, a gross misdemeanor or a felony or a violent crime? You know who you are. Right. Okay. Nobody needs to babysit you. If you carry a gun under those circumstances, you get caught. That's a huge penalty. Felon right. in possession. You go to prison for those things. Mm-hmm. So there's already laws on the books. Right. So we don't need any more laws. Right. All right. So. I live in the People's Republic of Maryland. Hmm. And you live in the People's Republic of New York. That's correct. It has nothing to do with All people. Right. It has to do with communism. Anyway. Correct. <laughs> and control. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've been in the shooting sports and then carrying firearms for a long time. Mm-hmm. Let's just say 30 years. Yes. 30 years. Where do I sign the attestation, sir? You can sign the affidavit anywhere you like. Okay, just saying. In triplicate. Yes. Yes. So anyhow, you know, there's quite a process that you have to go through. Now, regardless of the fact that the Supreme Court has upheld your right to carry a firearm outside your house for any lawful purpose, there are state governments and local municipalities that have taken it upon themselves to put more barriers in your way. Myself, just going through because they just eliminated the the good cause. You know, states like New York and states like Maryland and California, Massachusetts, uh, there's a very uh, good number in California, a very few number of states that have really held out their, you have to have a good reason to mm. have a gun uh, yeah. argument. Supreme Court took away that argument and said, That's right. you're done, stop. New York. The state of New York decided, <laughs> in their infinite wisdom, well, 
we're going to decide if you're worthy enough to carry a gun because we're going to look at your social media for three years. We're going to go over this record and that record. We're going to take as long as we want. You're going to have to take a $400 training course and this, that, and the other thing, and they're putting roadblocks up to. Go ahead. So the the idea that the shall carry versus um, may carry, New York is trying to hang on to that. Has California done the same thing? Yes. Okay. They're, 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 it's, it's a shall issue or a may issue uh, issue. And they're may still not listening. What oh, they're not listening issue. to the, the, the no. courts, right? They, I no, mean, no, they've, they, they've disregarded no. the courts. Disregarded the courts. Right. Your, your legislature has gone completely off the tracks. Right. And, uh, you know, you got some problems there. They're, they're saying, well, you're going to have to do this and we're not going to act on it until whenever. And it's like, no, the Supreme Court said now. So there is another, there is a case that's been brought up by a uh, Buffalo congressman uh, that is looking to get this to adjudicate again. Hopefully this will be quickly taken care of, but this is ridiculous. Well, the, the point of the matter is this. Look, this is a long way to get to get to the point here. You know, they put up a lot of roadblocks in your way, mm-hmm. and the process really is the punishment, right? Mm-hmm. You have to go for an eight or a sixteen hour training course, depending on where you live. Yep. That training course is going to cost you anywhere between two and six hundred dollars by the time you're done. Right. And then you're going to have to pay for range time, ammo, and you have to buy a gun in New York in order to go through with the permitting process the way it's done. You have to have a set of live skin scan fingerprints done, which is about seventy bucks. And you have to do a bunch of paperwork for background investigation through your state police or local authorities, whoever, or sheriff's department, whoever does the permits. References. And you have to collect references. And the, in New York, you have to go through the rigmarole. There's a state processing fee, and there's a renewal fee. Okay. You're buying back your constitutional rights that have been upheld by the Supreme Court of the United States time and time and time and time again. You're buying back your rights. Mm. It's ridiculous. Now, if you're a law-abiding citizen like you and I are, yeah. and you want to do this, when you say, screw this, I'm doing it, and if you get caught with a gun without a permit, you oh, get put felony. in jail, felony, cha- and you'll never get the gun back. And you'll never and you'll never be able to purchase, carry, uh, or possess a firearm again. You'll so they got you by the short hairs. That's right. So the system is rigged against you. So... Mm-hmm. There are 11 shootings in D.C. last night. I was listening to, you know, uh, I follow a couple of uh, Twitter feeds. There were 11 shootings, separate shootings. Six people were shot in one incident, one died. Mm. Let me ask you a question. That's a mass shooting, perm- by the way. How ma- what's that? That's a mass shooting, by the way. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, absolutely, it's a mass shooting. Not getting a lot of attention today. No, because it's in that. D.C., downtown with Bowser as the mayor. Yes, Muriel Bowser. Mm-hmm. How many permit holders did all that shooting? Oh, I know. Zero. Correct. How many prohibited persons probably did those shootings? Oh, I know. Lots. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Jeez. Under the age of 21, probably had criminal records. That would be my guess. Psych issues? Probably. What's that? Psych issues? Like psychological issues? Most probably. Drug issues? Most probably. Prohibited persons? Most probably. Yeah. Oh, we now, weren't there. We can't say for sure, yeah, but I were. The truth will come out eventually. And the probability that we're going with is, oh, I'm sure they didn't follow the process. Right, right. So 
I want everybody, the, here's, the, here's the big point, right? These are the same people that locked you away, that are trying to keep you, your constitutional rights at bay, that locked you up for two years, mm-hmm. threatened you with losing your job, yep. losing your business, with administrative fines, criminal punishments for two years over absolutely nothing. They took your ability to withdraw money. They took money your freedom. From, yeah, they took, they took your, they can, they can lock you out of your ability to get your money if they wanted to. This is all on the horizon if we don't stand up for our rights. That's right. The same people that are trying to restrict your constitutional rights by just inventing laws are the ones, and they're calling it for the greater good. Where have we heard that before? Oh, I don't know, Nazi Germany? Right. Mm. These are the same people that locked you up in your house for two years, closed your businesses for two years, restricted your travel for two years, told you that you had to take an experimental medication or you were going to lose your job, you wouldn't be able to travel, you're not going to be able to cross state lines, you're not going to be able to do any of these things. And how's that working out for everybody? Well, and the health departments were following where you went, and you had to have a little app on your phone to show that you had your 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 vaccine done. Again, freedom of travel, freedom to assemble, not being able to go to synagogue or, or church, or not being able That's to right. uh, meet up with people. You and I started this podcast because we were tired of being told to keep quiet, and we That's still right. got canceled. That's so, right. You You lost your First Amendment right. You lost your Fourth Amendment right. You lost your right to privacy, self-determination, body autonomy. Couldn't speak out against what they were doing. Yep. These are the same people, folks. Same guys. Same guy. Same guys. Mm. That's right. So, you know, enough of that. You know, everybody, if you have a a way to go ahead and fight the machine on this one, you got to go do it. And I'm a big person. You know, look, I'm not going to say that you know, let's just drop all the requirements and everybody just get a gun, which in an ideal world where everybody would be responsible would be the thing to do. However, I would highly recommend that everybody seek professional training, take mm-hmm. time, take a class. It's a good thing to know how to use tools, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and understand the laws and the pitfalls and all of that stuff and, and whatever. So moving along. So yes. enough of that. Enough. Arizona. Ah, today is primary day. Yeah, it's primary day. That's right. Do or die time. Do or die time in Arizona, I'm afraid. Yeah. So let's uh, let's start off uh, the idea that the primaries, uh, the, the there seems to be a new push by the opposing side. And we'll call, you know, again, kind of know where we stand here. But why the push? Why are there, why are these Senate races and governor races and, Secretary of State races fetching upwards of hundreds of millions of dollars of ads and time and advertising and and attacks against people that, according to the, well, let's just go by showing up uh, for the the rallies. Carrie Lake, for instance, in Arizona, is as big a rock star as Donald Trump is. She goes everywhere in the state. She has huge support. Um, and I'm hoping that it all works out in the end, uh, yeah. where she over, you know, she can be on the ballot uh, for the Republicans. 
there are a lot of Republicans, and I, we, we can talk about Dems all day, right, Alpha? But let's talk about oh, yeah. the Republicans here for a second. The Mitchell-backed rhinos, the uh, Ducey of the current governor right now who can't run again, but is backing a uh, rhino who is looking to use her husband's, who is now 80-something years old, billions of dollars, and she's been purchasing all kinds of advertising and negative uh, you know, um, hit pieces and all this other stuff to take down Carrie Lake, who actually wow. has the advantage of one uh, has the advantage of being a previous TV anchor who went who walked away from it because she got tired of the nonsense that she was peddling. So, right. to me, if she was in New York, I'd vote for. Her. <laughs> She's not. She's in Arizona, and I can't vote for her, but I can support her because I I I'm I am. All for Carrie Lake taking it to the the machine in Arizona. Oh yeah, and uh, just just to give an idea here, there's other candidates. They're all backed. Uh, there's Missouri, Arizona, as we just mentioned, Michigan, Washington, and Kansas. That's right. Uh, Washington's even showing signs of uh, breaking under the nonsense that the Dems are spewing, especially in uh, Seattle, Tacoma area where all those bad, bad uh, riots were happening and yes. the chop zone and all other nonsense, people have had enough. And I, and we were talking about this earlier, Alpha, where we experienced certain things and we said, enough. We get to the point of the precipice saying, okay, I can't take it anymore, enough. And they're yeah. voting. Now, the problem is there's other things too. There's, um, you know, the voting, the whole idea of getting the vote out for, for these candidates and especially ones that carry president Trump's endorsement. That's a huge endorsement. We haven't seen that kind of endorsement since the New York times no. back when we were kids, I yeah. think, yeah. but Ronald right. Well, Reagan. Yeah. But he didn't endorse people like president Trump does. No, he didn't have the look. Ronald Reagan was a great president. People yeah. loved him, but he didn't have the, he didn't have the uh, drawing power of Donald Trump. Right. I mean, now what I'm saying is the, the endorsement that president Trump gives it's huge. It's huge, and President Trump has pretty much everywhere except Georgia, and, the, and those those elections are being questioned right now and going through the courts, okay? But when it comes to these primaries, the idea that the Dems put out there was, let's take out the big players now, and we'll put some easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy uh, candidate in there, and we'll win because, you know, they're they're weak. That's not, not the case working. right now. Not working. <laughs> When you have it's Pence, you have Pence and Ducey who are backing the other candidate, not Carrie Lake. They had maybe a hundred people show up. We talked about this at a previous show. Oh yeah. Uh, right now, um, and and I did a I did a, to do this search. I just want to bring this up really quick, everyone. That I did a search on DuckDuckGo. I don't use Google because Google manipulates searches. So I don't use them. But DuckDuckGo is not great either. But the first article that came up was from the Huffington Post. And in the Huffington Post, uh, I had the and I take the link, and I put it in there, and uh, went to find that article. It was taken down and inserted with another article that got rid of a lot of what I call hit piece nonsense, where they talk about the candidates from all the states, and they put in adjectives or, or modifying words that make them look bad, or that they're not going to win, or polls are showing strong support for the Ducey backed person or it's all nonsense and i i encourage you to read this article so that you can see what a what a hit piece looks like 
and you can call the old BS flag <laughs> when you see it. So read that one right there. Let me ask you a question. Okay. You know, you know, just, just a couple of guys here, a couple of idiots, right? How much does the job of governor of the state of Arizona pay? Uh, maybe a hundred thousand something dollars. Yeah, hundred fifty, hundred seventy thousand dollars, something like that. Nothing to sneeze. Two hundred, maybe. I don't know. Well, whatever. I don't know. It's nothing to sneeze at. Right. <laughs> now you're not a business person. I'm a business person. Right. So for you to spend like. Twenty, thirty million dollars. I think it's now or upwards of a hundred, over okay, hundred. Whatever. I mean, even even ten million dollars or twenty mm-hmm. million dollars on a political seat mm-hmm. that pays one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. What's on the backside of that? Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. The prestige. The idea that you're the. Governor the, the, of the, Arizona. The prestige, huh? Yeah. It's prestige. Is that what it is? I, I was putting it out there as trying to be optimistic. I, I'm guessing I'm not correct. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, geez, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. Kari Lake, I mean, she's a well-off woman. I mean, she's not poor by any stretch of the imagination. No, but she was recruited by the people. Once they, they saw her put out that video saying that I'm tired of pushing yes. this propaganda, people begged her because she believe it or you know she's an anchor she she's in their houses i mean i remember when we when we were living back in our our places of original areas we we knew the we knew i I had the next door neighbor who was the actual uh anchor for the local news yeah and she did actually you know she she did a story on me when i was a kid for whatever feel-good reason i can't remember i was too young (laughs) But, you know, I, she lived next door, very nice, but she was recognizable, and she comes into sure. your home, and people felt comfortable, and they were tired of what's going on. Think of the Maricopa uh, County audit. Think of uh, yeah. the nonsense with the machines. Think of – so all this getting out and voting has a real important part of it because – Oh, absolutely. We, first I of all – I love how she handles the press. Oh, she – She's like Trump incarnate. She's like, she's like just <laughs> shut up. You're, you're lying. You're just making it up. Yeah. Yeah, she's and they great. are just making it up. I mean, and she calls them out, right? Oh, she sure does. I mean, listen, everybody out there, you know, if if you don't think I can understand investing in her, uh, because I, I think she'll put a stop to what's going on out there, right? They've well, got a we've got a big problem on the southern border. That's and, right. And Arizona's she, the border state. Right? On her website, on her website, they talk yeah. about the plan that they're going to institute. And you wonder why the wall is being built now by mm. by Biden, who's saying that he's not well, building it. That's to it, help but, Kelly. That's to help Kelly. They're the senator who's ah, in so, deep trouble. So we got we got to the bottom of that. We found out that Kelly's in big trouble. He's not going to come anywhere close to McMaster or to Masters there. Um, but anyway, well, Trump Trump made everybody see the big problem here. Mm. You know, you're being invaded now. Everyone's dying from fentanyl that's marching across the border. Right. You'd have to be an idiot to see what's not we see not see what's happening, and the human tragedy that's going along on along the border is just it's just unbelievable. And Carrie Lake it's, is is has yeah, a plan yeah. to institute yes. so that this will stop. Absolutely. Yes. I can see investing in her because I'm going to tell you something, and I think that this is the most consequential governor's race in in the country. Mm -hmm. 
every state has got a border-related problem. Every state, yes. Every state. You've got criminals flowing across the border that are relocating to major cities that are sanctuary cities. We talked about this in the last program. Mm-hmm. You've got 100,000, 125, 130,000 people dead in the past couple of years from just fentanyl or, or in the past year. Mm-hmm. Or, pardon me, this calendar year. Where's it coming from? It's not coming from Florida. No. It's coming from California, Texas, Arizona border. New Mexico, too. And New Mexico, right? Yep. So you've got every state becomes a border state, and mm-hmm. you need to put somebody down on that border that is going to do something. You've got Abbott in Texas who is doing his his level best without help from the federal government, CBP, DHS, or anybody. Right. Because the Biden administration has taken a completely hands-off policy, and they'll just tell everybody that the border is secure. If this Kari Lake does not win, it's, it's, it's curtains for us. Right. Now, I'm sure there's backup plans and everything. Well, let's not go there. Right now, she's high in the polls, but I'm looking at the reactions that she's getting from the stops that she's been making, the momentum that she has. Yeah. The only thing that the that I have to, we all have to be careful of is the desperate the desperation that the Dems are going to show because they're going to get their rear ends handed to them. And I'm talking about pan, false pandemics, false narratives, false. You false know, flags. false flags and uh, voting machines that they're trying to push that have been shown to throw numbers around and, and are wrong. And that's being that's being looked at right now by the courts. And Mike Lindell is also has a case right now to get rid of the machines for the midterm elections. Yes, that's happening right now, too. We don't know what's going to happen, but the primaries, you still can write someone in. Do you think that Carrie Lake would get written in if she actual were to lose? I, you know, again, all nothing let's but hope, best let's thoughts. Let's hope she does not. But okay, we have to be. But we have to be. We have to be watching very closely of all the elections and getting involved. Like I'm, I'm involved with being an election inspector here in New York. We talked about my experience with it. You you walk you walked the the area to try and get someone over the finish line. It didn't quite work out that way, nope. but you know what? We try. We're we're involved. Get involved. Yep. Get off your tuchus. Start getting involved. Participate. If you're in these states, vote. We're not going to tell you how to vote, but just we w- go damn vote. Go vote. We would like to see MAGA candidates, the ones that are committed to protecting us, the we the people. Those are things to think about. Well, let me ask everybody a question. Are you better off with somebody who loves this country and, and goes along with some of the ideals that Donald Trump had, had put forward, or do you like what you've got now? If you like what you've got now, this show isn't for you. Don't care. Goodbye. <laughs> if you like the way things were, I would have to say that you know things are going to turn in this country. They have to. Right. But this, this election in Arizona is incredibly consequential. Yes, it it's is. incredibly consequential. The election in New York is very consequential too. Hochul can't win. No. Um, if she wins, kiss New York completely goodbye. Well, we're very close to kissing it goodbye right now, but there is a, ga- a groundswell, and there have been decisions made by Hochul that are turning off a lot of people, and New York City is uh, definitely one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, New York and everywhere else. Well, anyhow. 
We'd like to thank you for spending an hour or so with us. We don't have a timer anymore. We kind of switched our production method. Here, oh, we're, so at, we're, at, we're at the hour. We're at the hour. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Everybody remember, keep an eye on those polls out there tonight. Watch, see what's going on. Uh, really keep a close eye on Arizona. Uh, keep looking at some of the stuff from the quick hits. You know, Feel free to visit those sites from the show notes. We really appreciate it. And as always, we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen out there. If you're deployed, you know, be, you know, we feel, uh, we feel for you, and we wish you a speedy return to the uh, continental United States at the end of your tour of duty. We'll welcome you with open arms. Thank you for your service. And for our police, fire, and EMS, be really careful out there. It's getting strange. And I just want to remind everyone, please give us a shout on our, uh, our uh, social media. Nothing like hearing from you. Please give us a like. Share us. Get us out there. We are um, very grateful to you spending some time with us. And uh, for Alpha, we're going to sign off and be careful out there. Have a great week.